Have you ever been in that place where all you can focus on is all the bad stuff going on, where it almost feels good to talk about all that stuff? Hey, on this episode of the Jamie J Podcast, we're going to dive deep into trauma bonding and why being that solopreneur going at it all alone, all by yourself, is never the right way to gain your business success. It's all here on this episode of the Jamie J Podcast. I'm a man on People, what I've seen, what I've noticed is they are bonding. People are bonding together, but they're bonding under the wrong things. They're bonding under trauma. Now, we're not talking that you know someone's died, someone's passed away. Trauma is anything that pulls us away from that greater good. Things that have hurt us in some way. People like mm. to bitch and moan as well. Okay, that's a trauma as well. And when we begin to bond under those circumstances, what that does is it sets us up for absolute toxic relationships. Uh, Mick, you know, when you think about this and we talk about this trauma bonding, I mean, it's so much more than, you know, someone being impacted, someone being hurt. But when you think about trauma bonding, have you ever seen that in business where, you know, something Uh, in business, you've seen people like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it's, it's like, it's when they do what happens in a business, it's like a, the plant's a seed of cancer, like of toxicity, and it just grows and grows and grows and grows, and it's and it's devastating for the culture of a business. Um, you know, and, and you get that. Particularly, it's you find I find that it's bad. You might have one or two people that are really bad about it. They just drawn to that um, that negativity or that trauma, and they just want to bond over that. And that's that seems to be the only thing that people attract to them over. So to build the it reinforces the behavior for them because that six or eight or 10 or 12 people all seem to get around them and they all have a bitch and moan and they all, you know, maybe they have get on the beers and have a good time. So that reinforces that while everyone, everyone's connected here, you know, and people as humans, we like connection, no matter who we are, we all have a, uh, have a degree of love and connection that we want to have. So it builds that love and connection, um, human need and they bond over, these wrong things and it grows and grows and grows and it can be very toxic for a business when you have that that one or two people that just continually trauma bond and, and they attract people to them for that reason for that connection and it's it's can be absolutely devastating yeah that's you know that's something that's really huge and this is where we want to be mindful right Mick and I, we've talked about company culture we've talked about values we've talked about all these things and we've talked about company mission as well You know, when we've got that company mission in place, when we know exactly what our business is all about, when we've got the purpose nailed down, that business, that corporation, it actually becomes an entity. It's a person. And when your people inside, think of them as all the cells and everything in your body, when those people are going ahead and they're starting to create some dissension, they're starting to, yeah, you know what, Uh, Jane over there, Jane's always, you know, eating her fish for lunch and it always stinks, but they don't take any action on it. They don't do anything on it. What's going to happen is that's going to fester. What helps with that a lot? Number one is that company culture that is derived from your ultimate values, right? Take a look at your company. If you don't have your values set up, this is something that's really going to help you move forward in the right direction. Why? 
Because one of the values that I have in my own company here at UE Coaching is to have complete, open, and honest, transparent communication. We communicate without subtext, right? It's not like I'm going to go hide off in the corner and talk to, to Bill or Sally, whoever, and you know, whisper about something. Or if Mick and I are collaborating on something, I'm not whispering behind his back. Because that is that form of trauma bonding. And what it's going to do is it's going to create dissension in that company culture. It's important that we have healthy communication. It's important that we have healthy discussions so that we can actually move forward faster on the actual you know, business purpose, the business mission to actually grow and expand. Right? We can mm. grow and expand over trauma bonding. Sure, we can. But what that's going to do is basically create a divide in the company. And that's something that's going to massively, massively, massively hurt the company. Right? Trauma bonding is never something that we want to do. So how do we change it? Right? How do we change it? Now, I'll ask you, Mick, what do you think? What's the best, most effective way that we can go ahead, make a difference, change the outcome, change the dynamic of that trauma bonding into something that's going to be bonding over a real positive, positive mindset, positive peace? What do you think? I think there's probably a few things, Jamie, that you can do. And the first would be to have, have your values down and clear. If yeah. they're down and clear, you can base any of the conversations that you have with people, which can often be challenging, around your values and not make them a personal attack. Mm -hmm. So you can say, well, this, you know, this discussion is not really in line with our values. This type, this type of, you know, when you're in a group situation and there's six or eight of them trauma bonding, bitching about something, you're like, well, hey guys, this is not really what our company stands for. This is not, it's not you six people are doing the wrong thing here. It's about the behavior and it changes the dynamic of the conversation and makes it a lot more, a lot cleaner conversation. And I think the absolute key is that it needs to be called out on all levels. Hmm. Um, so it's not, it's not okay to, as a leader, to call people out and say, hey, you're bitching and moaning or, you know, this kind of behavior is, isn't in line with our values. You know, you guys, let's, what can we, how can we reframe this conversation? How can we do something about that? You know, if they're whinging about Jane's fish, hey, has anybody spoken to them? We can't just sit here and, and moan about it. Let's call it out. Let's let's go talk to them. Come on, we'll go in and ask her if she can cook her fish in the other crib room because it stinks out the office. Oh, no, I don't want to hurt her feelings. Well, that's not part of who we are as a business. We want to be able to have these conversations. Yeah, absolutely. And, go yeah, ahead. I think if you, have those com if you have those conversations at all levels, but it's not okay to as a leader to, to have to facilitate that conversation at the floor level. But then when you go to a leadership meeting, user participating in that practice, it does, it's not congruent. So you need to, then that's got to flow through. It's got to be at all levels of the business. You can't have expect the floor, people on the floor to be um, not trauma bonding. If the people above them are doing it, you know, it doesn't work. It's got to be congruent. So at all levels, it needs to be called out and you need to have your values really clear because that makes the conversation 10 times easier when you talk about it. Yeah. That's exactly it. Uh, I, I did some training with someone earlier, one of my mentors and stuff, and he really talked about holding the center line, right? Holding the center line. This is it, right? All lines, whether it be high, whether it be mid, whether it be low, whatever, we have to operate from the same place and the same values. If we don't, that's where we get that discongruency, those, 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 those failures to match up. It's like, well, you know what, uh, Mick up top there, you know, he's doing this thing, but they're expecting us to do something else down here. You want to create a cancer in a company culture. All you have to do is be discongruent with what you say, not following those rules, not following those values. Notice we come back to values a lot, 
Right? A lot of this is absolutely, completely, totally about company values. And, and I would implore you, if you don't have values or you haven't taken the time to set up your values, definitely number one, reach out to Mick, reach out to myself. We can definitely go ahead and help you out with something like that. Values are key and values are critical to a successful company. No question whatsoever. Holding that center line, staying on track and on task, staying focused with respect to what it is that you're now about to achieve without the subtext, without the, you know, oh, I can't tell someone because it's going to hurt their feelings. No, it's about communicating clearly, communicating openly and sticking to those values all the time. I'd have to say probably the second thing around that is the mindset. If people are, you know, chatting around the water cooler, they're talking about whatever it might be. They're going ahead around that water cooler. Maybe if they're talking about something that's frustrating, that's not working out, maybe there needs to be a reframe of the whole entire conversation that's going on. Maybe that's an opportunity for someone as the leader to step into that place and say, hey, you know what? I, I couldn't couldn't help but over here, you guys were talking about this, right? Is this something that we could have a discussion about? Maybe we need to have a team discussion to make a difference. We're not going to attack our people because for the most part, right, we're operating from that lower brain, that lower croc, that lower reptilian brain that's fight, flight, freeze, right? Now, th th that whole idea of trauma bonding is a very basic, very guttural type place that we're coming from. And when we don't have the tools, when we don't have the resources, be it mindset, be it uh, uh, what they believe is a safe place to have those open communications, that's really going to bung things up. Instead of doing that, allow those conversations to be had. It could be something small, right? What's, what, what's the saying that Tony Robbins says? Kill the monster when it's little. Kill the monster when it's small. And that's exactly what we want to do with this. We don't want to enable that, 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 that culture of trauma bonding. What we want to do is begin to create conversations that actually flow out into something productive that moves us forward faster towards achieving our ultimate outcome. Yeah, absolutely. And you said something that was um, really key there, Jamie, when you said around yeah, kill the monster when it's small and calling it out and, and having a safe place. And I think my, probably one of the biggest handbrakes to um, curbing uh, trauma bonding and that toxicity that seeps in is not people not feeling like they have a safe place to have that conversation and framing that, that that's a safe place. And that, that doesn't happen overnight. Building that, people are bitching around the water cooler because that's their safe place yep. um they feel heard they feel so making sure people feel heard in in other situations or in other environments in the business is going to create that safe place elsewhere so working on building that safe place where people feel free to speak up and and not just bitch around it around the water cooler and feel like they're heard is, is going to be really really important going forward for whoever um has this in their business or who's trying to change it in their business yeah that's it. Letting people know that it's okay to speak up, right? Not coming from that 1980s and even 1990s mentality of leadership. It's like, you know, uh, what's the thing about children? Children are, are best seen, not heard, right? These are all those metaphors that we've seen growing up that lead to those places of trauma bonding. Instead, you know what? Hey, I can see that you're in a bit of pain, or I can see there's something uncomfortable, or I can see there's something happening here. How can I, as the leader, step up and do something that makes your life better? Right. Mm. Show, show that I watch. It's called New Amsterdam. It's a, it's, it's a doctor show on TV. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's probably a couple of years old and whatnot. I just got into watching it a little bit. And one of the things that the doctor does when he steps right up, first thing he does is he comes and says, how can I help you? And it was full of intent, 
full of actual true intent to go make that difference. What if all of us as leaders took on that idealism, that idealism of how can I help? Mm. Right? How can I help you? How can I help you grow? How can I help you do better? How can I help you enjoy your job even more? I believe as leaders, right, as these corporate leaders and stuff, that's our duty. That's our responsibility to lead from the front, to actually give a shit about what our people are thinking. If they're trauma bonding, there's something that we have an opportunity to correct, something that we have an opportunity to make even better. Right. A lot of a lot of bosses. And, and, you know, I've been in that situation where I had those bosses. They catch you saying something kind of bad or nasty. It's like, well, you're fired. But what if you did the exact opposite? What if you said, you know what? Holy shit. I can see that something's not going right here. You displayed a bit of empathy. Thank you, Gary V. Right. Empathy. You really went to that place right there. You came from that place yeah. of empathy. And you said, hey, you know what? How can I help you? How can I serve? Mm. How can I make an even bigger difference for you, for your family, for whatever's going on that's causing you? this unrest, this angst. And I 100% agree with you there, Jamie. That's a, a great point. And if you have, as a leader, if you have a, a person in your team who maybe is not meeting their targets, who is, is, is struggling, you can come in and complain about the process or you can get together and, and that's a form of trauma bonding. So you can say, oh, this is crap, it's just blah, blah, yeah. this program doesn't work. But instead of the conversation needs to be coming and this needs to be led from the leaders. You can come in and say, how can I support you? This is what we need to achieve. What do you need for to be able to achieve that? Yeah. And then listen, like truly listen, because you can have that conversation. And if you have that conversation every week and you continue to have the same conversation, they'll stop talking to you because you're not listening. Yep. They're repeating themselves and nothing's happening. You need yep. to truly listen and then give them the support they need if it's within your power. Yeah. Yeah, this here is is real true leadership 101. Mm. why don't most people share things? Why don't they? Because they think they're going to get in shit. They think they're going to get in trouble some way because that's what they've been taught. What if you can really totally change the whole entire paradigm behind it? You as the leader to go make a difference in these people's lives. Now, look at this. I'm really focused on the team. I'm focused on the staff, the contractors, the employees, whatever it is. But why do I do that? Well, I'll tell you why I do it because I'm selfish. Like, what? What's <laughs> selfish got to do with it? Think about this. When you've got a team that absolutely loves what they're doing, when you've got a team that's engaged, that's kicking ass, taking names, they believe that they can trust in you, they believe that they can come to you when there's problems, do you think that team's going to work less? Or do you think that team instead is going to work a whole lot more, a whole lot harder? I guarantee, I absolutely guarantee, because I've seen it personally, that team is going to work 10, 10 times harder. 10 times harder at least because they see you as the leader that you are, they see you as having their back when they need it most. It's like, okay, I'm not going to get in crap, right? Someone's going to support me in this journey. Someone's going to, you know, really have my back in this. I'm going to step up. It's a, it, it's a thing of reciprocity. What does that mean? When you've got your employees, your team, your contractors, when they are engaged, when they are a part of it, absolutely everything completely, totally changes. Productivity goes through the roof, right? It's one of the things that I teach. Um, you know, I share that I can help you, your business, gain about 400% increases in productivity. It's like, Jamie, you're talking out your ass. 400% increases, like you're nuts. That, that You can't get that. The thing is, is you can. And it's changing the way you manage. It's changing the way you lead. It's changing the way you conduct your day-to-day -day business. But what's really great is these are small, simple changes that any leader, any person can put into place to have those radical impacts. That's the truth.
Yeah, Jamie, and that's exactly right. It's it's only small shifts. Yeah. And it's really important that as that you, you implement these things to the team so that they can be super productive. And this really leads me into the next topic. And it's funny that we're talking about team now and we're talking about all the things around team because you're uh entrepreneur, solopreneur, you got went out on your own and, and the topic is, is is going it alone, but this stuff's all around team. So Jamie, what is it about going it alone? You know, like um People go out on their own, you know, uh, I'm going to be uh, full-time coaching later in the year, back into my into my awakened business instead of sharing my time between other things, you know, going it alone. Let's so just what take is, that yeah. for a moment. Let's just celebrate that for one moment. You <laughs> committing to your business, brother, I got I to gotta celebrate you for that. That's awesome. Straight up, that Thanks, is man. awesome right there. Congratulations yep, on that. Big congratulations. Yeah, yeah. And look, I've, I've still got lots to do between now and then, but that's yeah. that's later in the year. That's that's pretty awesome for me. Yep. But that the, the topic of going it alone really sung out. Well, yeah. Jamie, you were going it alone. You have been going it alone for the last however long. Like yep. You yep. always talk now about your team, yep. but four months ago, six months ago, there was no team. It was just Jamie doing everything. What's changed? What's the difference? Why is it? Why is going it alone? You know, you don't. Why you don't have to go it alone to be successful? Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, um, I really thought, and I'll be honest. Where was I coming from? I was coming from a place of scarcity. I was coming from a place of telling myself a story that, geez, you know what? I don't. I don't have the money. I can't do this. I can't afford this. I was telling myself a terrible story. I was telling myself a story of scarcity. And what was I doing? I, I was literally living that life of scarcity. Every time I told myself I couldn't or I can't or I, I don't have it, I wouldn't have it. But what would also happen is I would lack the growth. I'd be stressed out. There was days, weeks, God, I'd even say months where it's like, I didn't know what day it was. I would just work. I would get up in the morning, four or 5 a.m. in the morning, and I would work till eight, nine, 10 at night because I really truly believed that it had to be only me, that I was the one responsible for it. It's my business. I've got to step up and, oh, I don't have money, so I can't get anyone. But that was an absolute lie because here's the number one thing. You can have people on your team. I can't tell you the amount of times that I came to Mick. Like I had ideas and stuff. I didn't know who to bounce them off of. It's like, you know what? I'm stuck. And Mick's like, well, what are you stuck with? And he'd go over it. He'd, he, he'd take a look at it. I mean, he sat through some of my presentations before I put them out. He watched it. He did all those sort of things. And in that moment, I recognized, hmm, well, if he can provide me this help, if he can share these thoughts and ideas with me, I wonder what else I could do. I wonder who else I could work with. Right, The idea of, of getting a VA, of an executive assistant, of a whole entire team to do my social media, that was ludicrous years before. Mm. But I'll tell you what, please, please, please hear this. When I committed, and it is a commitment, it's not, it, it, and here's the thing, another thing, it didn't cost me anything. Let me say that one more time because that's so impactful. It didn't cost me anything. Was there money involved? Was it transactional? Yes, absolutely. And it was a complete, total, absolute investment in myself. Here's the thing. Every single time. Now I'm excited to do this, by the way. Right, I've got something big coming up, you know, after having bread on the show. I'm taking it a whole new direction after having bread on the show last week. But let me tell you this. Every single time that I've invested in myself, because that's what it is. It's not a cost. It's an investment. 
every single time that I've doubled down, I've doubled down on the belief for myself. I've invested into myself, into the business. I have grown. What did mm -hmm. I do? I've scaled. Yeah, maybe <clears> it's <throat> not that I have a bunch of uh, you know uh, um, employees, right? I've got contractors. I work with a lot of people. They're contractors. It just makes it simple for me at this point. You can do the same even if you're just starting out. Go take a look at some services. Go take a look at some places, uh, you know, whether it's creating content, whether it's creating, maybe you've got to do a presentation. It's a slide deck. Begin to get into it by using small little jobs, small little gigs. That's a great way to dip your feet into this thing. Get familiar with that. Get comfortable with that of the idea of exchanging, exchanging that, that, that monetary sum to actually get stuff done. Because when I started doing that, I'm like, hmm. I just paid someone, right? And this is this is probably well, this is probably a couple of years back, but it was like I I tried setting up websites, setting it, and it's just I sucked, right? I'm not a I, I'm not a website guy. I don't know how to build websites, but I'll tell you what, I it's like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get someone to do this for me, so I paid like three hundred dollars, right? It was uh, someone off Fiverr or something like that, and within a couple of weeks, it's like I got a website. And, and, and looking at it, and yes, it wasn't uh, SEO compliant or anything like that. I didn't know a lot about that either back then. But quite literally, to look at it, it's like, this doesn't look too bad. $300. What would it have taken me to actually do that? A whole lot more than that. And I thought, well, where else could I begin to grow this? Where else could I begin to actually scale my business to grow it so that I can be in the place where I'm doing what I love to do the most? And it was through that, it was through leveraging other people. It was leveraging their skills, leveraging their expertise. But it doesn't stop there. Where else do you think I went with that, Mick? What, what else, aside from leveraging people, where else did I invest that made a big difference? What do you think? Oh, Jamie, well, uh, I don't know. Well, I think probably one of the biggest areas I've seen you invest is getting mentors and coaches and people to support you having people that have led the way and done it before and following in their footsteps, uh, as we've said a hundred times, probably more success leaves clues. Yeah. So if there is somebody who has done what you've done, jump on board with them, follow them, you know, and the key message you've set there, Jamie, is we say this before, scale equals freedom. And people think that you have to be this big, huge business when you, oh, I don't want to scale my business. I just want to keep it tight because it's too hard to manage but scale truly equals freedom. If you're a one-man contractor, you're basically on wages. If you don't work, you don't get paid. So for you to have freedom, you want to go away, you've got clients that want your services, you don't really have a choice. You've either got to sacrifice your family holiday or sacrifice the income. Increase that team to four or five people, have somebody who has a level of leadership and you can leave in charge you can go out on holidays, your team still produces income, they still go and deliver the work for your clients, they still have a business that runs in the background. Your marketing, you're a, you're a like use Jamie for example, you're a coach, uh, you're a business mentor, and you wanna go away for a week. Yeah. Cool. You have a marketing team, you're still, you're still doing your marketing, you've got a VA who's still engaging with your, your social media following so that you stay current. You, you've got an executive assistant who's still liaising with your clients if there's any challenges, yeah. who's still helping out wherever they can. Um, take that back to you doing that all on your own. You go away for a week and there's tumbleweeds on your social media because you wanted to have a break. 
And that's really important that people have breaks and recharge and disconnect from time to time. And so there's no social media going on. Clients are reaching out for help. You're not responding. What happens to your business? What happens to your reputation as a, as the man team is the key having people to support you going it alone is not the formula for success. Having a, you know, the three things, if you're going to go out on your own, the three things that I see and that we've seen with our clients that have helped them go from here to up here is having a coach or mentor who's, who's done it before, who, who can help you lead the way having being okay getting a team on board to support you with the things that are important for your business so you can focus on what you do best and leveraging that team to its fullest yeah those are humongous those are absolutely humongous have that support right to 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 think you're going to figure it out on your own i mean i i remember being in that place where i i used to think okay and i'd tell myself a pretty poor story I don't have the money to do it. I don't have the money to get a mentor to do these things. You know what? Jeez, I got, I, I'll just figure it out on my own. I cannot tell you the amount of times where I've seen clients, even myself, it's like, yeah, I'll just figure it out on my own. There's lots of books out there. There's lots of stuff on YouTube. I can just go on YouTube and I can just go watch it. But here's the thing. Rarely, if ever, is that the plan for success. What works is specific tactical direction that can only be gained from someone that's done it. If you believe that your plan of success is to watch a bunch of YouTube videos and go at it alone, you're going to struggle. How do I know this? And why do I say it with such absolute confidence? Because I was that guy. I was that guy. And then, you know, it's like, but Jamie, come on, I got belief in myself. We've got belief in ourselves so we can make anything happen. I'm not saying you don't have belief in yourself. But trust me, the fastest way to gain success is to go find someone that's done it. Uh, behind me, you can't see it. But again, there's a, there's a whole bookshelf behind me here. What's on there? Tim Ferriss, Tools of the Titans, Tony Robbins. What are these people doing? They're going and finding that success. They're going and interviewing people and digging out that success. Now, those are some great books and stuff. But does it tell me exactly everything that I've got to do to go create that success? No. I've invested and I can't tell you even how much I've invested and I will continue to invest. Today, I got on a training today, uh, next level training. I really never thought I could get in and boom, it just happened. And it's with someone who I, I, I admire very much. Uh, he's just incredible when it comes to sales and stuff. And it was just like, whoa, the knowledge bombs that were dropped. And even though it was some of the stuff that I had already heard, but just the way it was presented and, and, and to be involved, to be directly involved with this training by this person, it was just like, holy crap, I can't believe I'm here, first of all. But second of all, like I'm taking notes like Matt, I'm writing this stuff down because I'm getting ideas of how I can tactically move, not just myself, not just my company, but make an even bigger difference for my clients as well. Are they going to get a ton of training out of this, out of what I learned? Absolutely. It's not about going at it alone. I wouldn't have this knowledge if I didn't hop on and was able to be trained and mentored by the fellow that trained me today. I wouldn't be in this place. Training and mentoring is the only logical way to go when you're looking to grow and you're looking to scale. Same thing with your team. Go find that VA. VAs are not expensive. You can find mm. VAs, I mean, ranging in price anywhere from probably, I don't know, $5 to $25, depending on that level of experience or whatnot. But I'll tell you what you can't get back. You can't get the time back. 
Those of you who figure, hey, I'm just going to go at it myself. I'm going to go at it alone. I'm going to figure it out. I'm sure you probably can. But why wait five, eight, ten years? Why not get that compressed knowledge right now from someone that's done it? Right? For me, for myself, and from yourself as well, Mick. This is not our first rodeos. Right? We've done this multiple times. We've done this a lot whereby we have this knowledge. And that's what makes all the difference that's why we both go to mentors that's why we both have invested in this and i know that we're going to do it till the day that we die it's about growing it's about investing in yourself and it's about taking that next step having the belief having the faith that you can because if i hadn't done what i did even in times where it's like geez i don't know if i can afford this but instead of saying that's like well how can i now go ahead and afford this right now i Mm. found the way i made it happen and i've never looked back that's the difference I think you just hit the biggest gold line in mindset in moving forward. And I've, we've, we've said this a number of times on the show, the questions you ask yourself, your brain will answer. And you just said it then, Jamie, how can I afford this now? How can I make this happen? Instead of saying, I can't afford that. That's impossible. Straight away, your brain will start justifying that statement and think of all the reasons why you can't and all the reasons why it's impossible. If you were to say, how can I afford this now? Straight away, your brain starts trying to answer that question. You're like, well, actually, you could do this. And if you got an extra client in, that would pay for that. If I had more time to get an extra client in, this would run like six hours a week. Bang, it's a no-brainer. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Your brain automatically answers those questions. That is the single biggest thing. If you implement that only, you will see huge improvements in in everything you do, in your leadership, in your success. How can I how can I make sure that these people do that instead of, I'm never going to be able to get them to do that? Yeah. They're never going to use that program properly. No one will. They hate it. Yeah. Instead of saying, how can I get these people to engage and use this program properly? How can we do that? Yeah. That's humongous, right? Change the question you ask and change your life. Change the question that you're asking yourself and completely change your life, change your business, everything. Um, you know, and, and again, I think a lot of it comes back to that scarcity story, that scarcity mindset story of, oh my gosh, you know, I can't afford this. Trust me, if you tell yourself enough that you can't afford it, there is no way possible that you will ever afford it. It's an absolute fact. It's like one of those self-fulfilling prophecies. When you change the story, when you commit, right? And I've heard this, I've heard this before. I heard it from, you know, all the gurus and all that. And when I actually saw it, when I've actually been a part of it to actually do it, it's not just BS. It's not just a sales line. You know, they're like, yeah, just go ahead and commit because when you commit, you'll make it happen. Everything's possible. Right. I'm thinking, yeah, that sounds like a really great sales line. That sounds like something that you just want to take my money. But here's the truth. Here's the absolute truth behind it. When you commit, when you make success your only option, that's the result you get. When you make success your only option, that's the result you will get. Uh, My clients, right? I've got quite a few clients here right now. And what have they done? For the majority of my clients, right? And I charge a lot of money. I'll be the first to say it. I charge a lot of money. And I'm proud to say that. Why? Because I generate results, right? End of story. I generate results. I charge lots and I generate results. But here's the thing. What kind of results and how fast? Well, my clients, on average, they're paying for my entire year. They're able to do that within the first month or two. Now, I don't I don't charge a full year up. I do something very different than a lot of people out there. Mick and I have, uh, we strategize this together and we've got a little bit of a different process in both of our businesses of how we work and how we charge clients. It makes it affordable. It makes it easy. 
because let's face it, we both know that we that we command a high price based on the experience that we have. But this isn't about price. This is about getting results. How cool is that? That when you make that initial investment, you can actually start off with a bang to actually start putting that money in the bank right away. Uh, my clients, again, that they, they're making, they're recovering what they would normally have to pay for the whole year, and they're only putting up a small amount up front to be able to do that. Mm. That's next level. Jamie, results like that is is brilliant. That's why people jump on board with you. That's why people are itching to get in your program. And you say you only take on a few every month because you want to make sure you deliver those results. Yeah. You, you've got a queue of people waiting to get into your, you know, work to work with you. So look, and that's, that's outstanding and getting the results and making the investment. Like people say, I, I've been at lots of events where they sell and they pitch and they talk about mindset and make sure you commit. Cause once you commit and you know, like, you know, it's a sales, they, they're trying to sell their program. But you know what? It actually has a lot of truth in it. And I don't care if you never buy my program. But what I do care about is that you change the way you ask that question because it will change how you look at everything. Don't use it on money things. Use it on other areas in your business. Like I said, use it on other areas of your life. Your children. How can I get my kids to do their homework every afternoon? Instead, I hate homework. I'm never going to. They never want to do their homework. Mm -hmm. Ask how can I get them to do my do their homework? Yeah. Oh, well, what if I made it fun? Or what if I changed this? Or what if I did that? Or what if I put a reward system in place? Or what if? Then you start coming up with solutions. <clears throat> it's a straightaway yeah. solutions mindset. It changes you from a, flipping it completely on its head. So yeah. even if you don't use this stuff, talking about investing in a coach, which is absolutely critical, anyone yeah. should be doing. It. Everybody should have one. But even if you don't, even if you're just using it in other areas of your life, go and prove it works. Use it somewhere else that's yeah. not related to making a financial investment. Use it for something else. Use it, you want to save up for a new bike because you're into mountain biking and you're like, this. I want this kick-ass $3,000 bike. Yep. Use it on that. You're like, I can't afford that bike. Like, There's no way. You know, I'd have to work a billion hours overtime to pay for that. Work it out. So how can I afford that bike? What can I do to be able to afford that? And just see what happens. Use it in other areas of your life and prove it works. Yeah. What's really great here is you can bring that back to the whole trauma bonding too. If we come back to the beginning of the show, right? How can we make a win out of this negative experience? How can we now go ahead and make a win out of this experience? Right? How can I create a raving fan in this employee? Because here's the thing. Raving fans don't just exist in customers. Raving fans don't just exist in customers. Raving fans, they exist within our business. They exist within our team. And when we've got raving fans, i.e. an amazing, outstanding, incredible culture, we have all the keys for success. Success becomes inevitable. Listen to that. Listen to that. Success becomes inevitable. There's a mindset. There's a focus. All from, hey, how can we turn this around? How can we have an even better experience? How can we create something meaningful that meets everyone's needs that helps the business grow? I could keep asking these questions all day long because I've literally trained myself. It's a practice. It's a habit. It's not like, you know, I'll pick on the worst thing that can happen. What's, what's the worst thing that can happen? Who gives a shit what the worst thing that can happen is? What's the best thing that can happen right now? Change the question, change your business, change the question, change your life. Yeah. And I've heard all the experts say that, Jamie, and we can't say it enough. 
you know, even like you say, tying that back into the show, you've got trauma bonding and you say, I'm sick of these people bitching. All they ever do is bitch and whinge. Guess what you're going to get? More people bitching and whinging because guess what you're doing? Bitching and whinging. How can I turn this around so that people don't want to bitch and whinge at the water cooler? Yeah. How can I, what do I need to do for people to be able to, to step up to, to change this culture? How can I make an impact and, and so people don't want to bitch and whinge? Flip, flip it around. Use these questions to help counteract the trauma bonding or the bitching and whinging at the water cooler or, the, or whatever you want to call it. You know, use these questions to change the game. These questions are the key to move forward. They're opportunity questions. They're forward-looking questions. They are the key to changing everything, whether it's your culture, whether it's your leadership, whether it's stuff at your home, whether it's making an investment to get a coach or a mentor, whether it's it, – it doesn't matter whether it's buying that new car or whether it's, you know, you want this big flash car, it's $80,000. You're like, I can't afford that. How can I afford that car? I want one. Absolutely. Change the mindset around, you know, those pricings and stuff too. It's kind of funny. I'll just, before we wrap up here today, I got two things I want to share here. The mindset around money. And I really noticed that because I really used to believe I had some certainty around the idea of a million dollars. I used to really think that, holy shit, a million dollars. Well, I can never have that. That's just too much money. I, I can never achieve a million dollars because that's too big. And I got to share this because it was a really pivotal point. I was driving in. This is just a couple days ago. I was driving into work, driving into the studio here. And the idea came and the idea was solid. You know what the idea was? A million dollars really isn't that much. A million dollars is actually going to be pretty easy for me to make. Now, this, this is pivotal. And I'm not trying to blow smoke here or anything like that. But quite honestly, to go from that place of, oh, my God, I could never even dream of making a million, never even make $500,000. $500,000 for my business is, it's inevitable. It's absolutely, completely, totally inevitable. But a million dollars, when I changed my thought process around that, it's like, you know what? A million dollars isn't really that much. A million dollars, that's also inevitable as well. And we mm -hmm. change that mindset, you change everything. And I felt it. That's the thing is I, I, I absolutely felt it within me. Well done, brilliant. Awesome. With that said, any last thoughts? Any last stuff, Mick? No, just uh, like I said, change those questions and it will change the way you look at your life. Use it everywhere and see the difference it can make in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely outstanding. We will catch you guys next week.